challenges remaining good day we say to you who are in melbourne and who just speak australian remember those how to speak australian commercials courtney for fosters those were fun of course i like that those were good those were good those pretty much informed all of american understanding of australia the fosters beer commercial like they really did that and outback and crocodile dundee outback which famously was founded by an american who'd never been to australia which i love i love i love that (laughs) I love that. I love that for us. <laughs> I love that for us, us meaning U.S. Blooming onions to all of you. Hope you're doing well as we are at the starting line just about of this first Grand Slam of the year after people emerge from their quarantines and various times and all sorts of warm-up tournaments and suddenly a lot of injury scares right at the end of the tournament or maybe not really that we're taking too seriously. Who knows? Who knows? But we're here with draws. Courtney, you watched the draw ceremony. How was that experience as a cinephile? as a cinephile i appreciated from a purely cinephilic lens pun intended how it looked like it was from the 90s like it was archival footage Mm. like there was just something about the video quality maybe our eyes have been trained to like hd 4k snazzy just some you know motion blurring i don't know what it was but something about it felt very analog and i appreciate like it was being filmed on a vhs like one of those big vhs um um, recorders where you put the actual vhs tape in um it seemed like that so i appreciated that throwback you know i appreciate them streaming it because for just basic integrity reasons yeah exactly. so that had to be done uh whether it needed to be publicized as a tune in and watch our stream. Not sure um, at that point. Although the YouTube chat was en fuego and I loved it. And so like when I was in the YouTube chat, I was having a damn good time and it made me wish that this thing was on Twitch. Like just put it on Twitch and let people like chit chat and make pog jokes. And there was like one person who just kept spamming before the thing started like pog, 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 pog. And like somebody finally went real Napoleon dynamite and just was like, can you please stop spamming pog? It's like, why, who, who tries to regulate a YouTube chat? Um, anyways, it was great. I had a good time. I play of the game. Any, Sorry. I don't know what any of that pog means, but I'm sure that the kids <laughs> it can means explain play of the game. Play, play of the game. Okay. Okay. Well, let's talk about these draws that came out of this low def backroom security camera feed. Basically we got, for those of you, we didn't see any of it. You basically couldn't see the draws. You could see Wayne McEwen pulling chips out of the bowl, which is the important part, like you said, for the transparency, right. the integrity part. That's very important that it's done in public. I've gotten annoyed in past years when US Open and Australian Open haven't done that. So I think it's really good draw to do that. Draw reveals as opposed to right, draw reveals. That's not a, That's not yeah. what, yeah. We, you need the draw to be out in public, and that's really important. I think it's also a great opportunity to christen certain young Canadian stars with completely new names. I love that. For Australia, that's, that's a annual, semi-annual tradition, or biannual, Allo roughly. what? Yeah. Felix Augur Ala Is No, um, it wasn't Is. No. It was it wasn't close. I'm not I I I could we'll make it our outro. But here we have two draws. Let's start with the women, Courtney. Okay. Let's get right into these. Ash Barty, top of the draw. Good to see you again, Ash. Been a while. Looking good too. Yeah, looking sharp. She's uh she had not played a a tournament since uh, the Australian Open last year before this week. No, she played um, Middle East. Oh, she did? Yeah. She made oh. s- quarters or semis. Oh, okay. May have to correct something then. 
Good to know. <laughs> Doha. Yeah, okay, sure. New information. Arshbarty hasn't played in a while, and now she's back, having held on to the number one ranking in Absentia on the tour for a while, and didn't know how she'd be exactly. She was a long time without sort of being in her training regimen, apart from her coach, but she's been playing in the Yara Valley event, the, the one that's at Melbourne Park, compared to the other Gippsland one, and the third one. Grampians Trophy. Grampians, yes. So Ash is looking pretty sharp, and her draw, I think, is good. I like her her first week draw, especially Alexandrova is you no know, hard hitter, but the kind of player who I, I feel like that's her seed, 29, to get ahead to her third round. That's exactly the kind of player I think that Ash would have an easy time kind of unwinding and mixing things up with. Uh, Contivate, maybe potentially a tough fourth round, but I really like this draw for Ash. I didn't know what to think of her. I, I like her chances of making the quarters. I'll also flag in this quarter of the draw, Shelby Rogers, who gave Ash a good test right. in, uh, in that quarterfinal, I guess it was, in Yara Valley tournament classic so uh yeah i i think ash is is back and there's no reason why australia shouldn't you know get their hopes up like they did last year which she yeah. i think validated absolutely absolutely if she validated herself last year as, as being a player who likes to play in australian soil who can perform uh under the pressures uh of of the the cauldron that is the aussie summer and that's always been more of my question for ash than whether or not she had the ability to win it she does i mean you know she goes into the australian open with a good run of, of matches in um, at the Yarra Valley. Got, you know, last year she won Auckland and went on to make the semifinals in Melbourne. So playing the week right before. Adelaide, actually, yeah, Adelaide, yeah. Uh, Adelaide, sorry, I always mm-hmm. say the wrong one. And it's actually, you know, she's one of those players who I think, especially for the Australian summer, it's a perfect way for her to... This year it's a little bit different because you have to stay in Melbourne. You're obviously playing at Melbourne Park and, you know, all of the hype and hoopla. But last year, playing spending the week in Adelaide away from the hype of Melbourne and then just kind of like parachuting into Melbourne and just playing that tournament, I think was really good for Ash because it kept her, she kind of almost had to mitigate her media requirements and things like that because she was in a completely different city. So it's, it's a process that works well for her, which is great. I think every single player who landed in the top half of the draw is a draw winner. And every Mm. single player who landed in the bottom half of the draw is a draw loser. I think that's pretty much how this draw broke up. So in that way, I think this is, yeah, this is a great, a great draw for Ash. I mean, the top seeds in her quarter are Pliskova who's struggling um, to, to win back-to-back matches really for ever since the restart Um, got beat by Daniel Collins in a great match. in one of those matches that, you know, uh, at, at the Yara, where Pliskova is going to look at the stats and just be like, how in the world did I lose this match? Because she played really well. And Collins just edged her on, you know, just a few break points here or there. But yeah, I mean, Pliskova is the other top seed in, in Ash's quarter. You know, Benchic is struggling a little bit. Martic is struggling a little bit. Mertens is one to flag, I think. I think she was great last night in that match against uh, Svitolina and she got that win. Um, and yeah, I, this is this is pretty good for the home team. Can I just say, of all of the various metrics that there are to be like, whoa, women's tennis is so deep right now. The fact that Mertens is number 18 in the yeah. seeds, and Mertens is like such a, like if she was, I don't know, I feel like who's her like men's equivalent. Let me look at like who, let me look at the men's side real quick. Hold on. Okay. I feel like you she's like, kind of has like Schwartzman level results, right-ish? And Schwartzman's yeah. number eight. So like that's right. a women's tennis, you get like maybe that's not actually true because he made a Rome final in a French semi. So maybe that doesn't actually add up now that I try to parse that. But like 
you just Mertens is relevance and her ability and her consistency that she's only at 18. I, I was looking at that, like, how is that right? No, um, agreed. And and yeah. to be fair, Mertens has made slam semifinals. She's oh, won. she has in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and even then, she if I and she won Doha, has right? Not, and she won Doha. She has not cracked top 10. So that I'm she, almost positive that's true. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she's always 12. been knocking on the door. Career high 12. Yeah, so she, you know, again, that's probably, you're right. Like maybe in the last 12 months, she hasn't had Diego's results, but she's definitely had instances where she has had Diego's results and she definitely hasn't cracked top 10. Um, she I'm, hasn't played Shenzhen as a as a as a singles player, you know. I just so. mean this to say, like, I look at this and see her at eighteen and be like, you have to take her seriously, very seriously, to make quarters in this draw, and maybe give Ash potentially a tough time, be one of Ash, Ash's tougher potential tests. Yeah. And she's eighteen, and like, it's not like it's eighteen because she was out, you know, hurt or something, or some. There's no asterisk on her eighteen. She just happens no. to be that's where she falls because it's a crowded ladder, and yep. so that's the kind of depth stuff where you're right i completely agree with you said about the halves like everybody who's on this top half is is kind of lucky to be here um plus maybe especially although she gets collins again potentially second round which she yeah. just, that was a coin flip kind of match that was two breakers right or close two, two breakers sets. two yeah, breakers so and, yeah uh and collins is always or always a really good starter recently a very good Australia she's, player. She's an unseated player to watch in there right alongside yeah. Shelby Rogers in terms of, you know, she took a set off Serena, you know, um, in, in, in at the Yara Valley as well. So looking sharp, former semifinalist. And it's Danielle. You know she's up for it. She's healthy, you know. Speaking of unseated players in this section, the Pliskova Benches section. Yes. The meeting of grand dames of the oh, sport. God. Which is oh, Stritseva and Kuznetsova. Queens. Like the queen open up, open up, open up a nice bottle of wine and just enjoy. You know, yeah. if you're there in person in Melbourne, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm not sure what the situation is. You know, cut a hole in your mask discreetly. Drink your wine. It's it's uh, it's a it's a it's exactly a, yeah a coin situation completely. It's, yeah, no, that's definitely like if you're in the know and you're on site, please be there. <laughs> it's very much like an actresses on actresses kind of match. Let's, 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 <laughs> it's very let's much talk. a Vanity Fair you know interview or whatever Hollywood Reporter interview. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the next quarter of the draw is the Sonia Cannon quarter. She is number four, uh, defending champion, uh, player of the year in 2020. And not coming in with a particular amount of momentum. And I do like her draw a bit. Well, I like her first round. And then I'm then Kaya Kanepi looms. And Kaya, this is exactly the kind of situation Kaya. Kaya Kanepi has made a career out of. Uh, eating alive. Although Kanepi is not an easy first draw against Sevastava first, although Kanepi is into the semis. Sevastava's of... struggling a little bit. And, and, yeah. and yeah, Kanepi's into the final. Uh, right. She, or no, semis, I guess. Against, Did she get the uh, yeah, Azarenka withdrawal? Yeah. No, no, no. She's playing Alexandrova. Sorry, okay. keeping everything straight. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's Kanepi Kennan is John Wick 4. Like, you know what you're going to get. You know, you've seen it. You know, and it's going to be a good time. And it, you kind of have a sinking suspicion you know how it might end so yeah i mean i think the thing with with sonia is she's played well she she looked pretty good in in abu dhabi she looked at times pretty good in in um no she's in yara valley that being said when she has lost she's lost in blowouts to very good players but she got blown off the court by Car oh no, she got lost in three sets to Sakari in Abu Dhabi and then got dismantled by Muguruza yesterday in a rematch of last year's final. Yeah. So two and two. Yeah, and I don't think this is a draw first round aside. I don't think it's necessarily a draw that she unlike maybe last year where she'll be able to play herself into form. Because once I think Sonia hits quarterfinals, I think she's a tough out. 
of any tournament. But early on, I think that there's some tricky, I mean, potentially playing Jen Brady in, in the there, fourth round. Yeah. Uh, in the fourth round, uh, Vekic could be tricky. Potorowska. Good, draw, good draw for Brady. Very good draw for Brady. Yeah, you got to yeah. like Brady's draw. Brady, I think, has a real chance to make, after US Open semifinalist, Jen yep. Brady. Let's see who uh, feels She's like so long She's got a good chance for semis. Yeah, I think she does. Absolutely. Kennan, I will say this. I think maybe you're sort of saying this a little bit or between the lines. Like, I think Kennan is okay, but I don't think the confidence is there. I think she's very, from what reading her pressers and things like that, and you're about we're gonna take an intermission at some point in the recording this episode for you to go to her official pre-tournament presser uh, in 15 minutes. But she she just seems like she's in her head. Like, like the whole, think- like, slam defense thing is one of those things. And so it's one of those things that's, like, I say it very much in her head because, like, we know realistically it's not like she's being bombarded by billboards of her face everywhere and constant talk show appearances or whatever like but she just knows that it's a thing you do and it's one of those things and i think that she's yeah just a bit caught up in it and maybe maybe if she like let's say saves a match point against Kanepi and wins or something like that and again we're giving a lot of faith in Kaya, who's not a reliable person. We're she's referring not to reliable, her like she but is. She looked, she's looked good. Yeah, but she has, which almost makes me think that she's even less likely to do well, <laughs> that she's giving us reason to believe suddenly. Fair. Yeah, I think Kenan's just in her head. and But if she gets something, like I was saying, like saving a match point against Kanepi or a Vekic, even in the third round, or Podoroska, or whoever winds up being there, like then maybe she could relax. Then maybe she can exhale and sort of go with things. But right now, I just see there's some mental lack of clarity or lack of frame the frame of mind is not right i see what you're saying i do agree with you that i think that the concept of being defending champion is is in her head separate from the reality of the situation i mean i think i asked her this quite point blank in her press conference at some point this week about how you know isn't it good though that this week you get to play all these matches there's three simultaneous 500s running at the same time everybody is in action there's so much stuff going on that you know, the attention has to be spread out, right? Like it kind of basically saying, look, not everybody can focus on you in the lead up to Melbourne. So that's kind of nice, right? Like, you know, you get to kind of flow in under, under the radar. And I can't remember her exact answer to it. It was, it didn't exactly address the issue, but it did kind of bring up the, the title defense again. Um, so it, I agree with you that it, it's definitely on her mind. I think that in a way, despite the fact that she might have a softer draw in the top half than she would if she was drawn in the bottom half one of the things though that's going to happen and she's lucky because she is in ash barty's half but on the days that this half plays the chances of her being a focal point are are higher than if she was in the bottom half especially because you know ash barty is miss senior citizen early matches only like i gotta be home in time for (laughs) neighbors or whatever they say down there like yeah she she does like her and i don't know i don't know well i don't know if she's playing doubles um ash uh, at ao or not but yes i there's a little there's a few things like that so she's gonna be under the pressure a lot more you know she will be on rod laver arena probably a lot more i mean vika's also in this top half as well and and we know australia will will give her a lot of um a lot of love too but um and sammy stowe she was in sammy Sammy stowe's but if she was in the bottom half, I think there would be, again, a lot more of a chance that she could kind of float under the radar, kind of like a Muguruza. I think Garbina is going to go in. To, we'll get to her. But I think that she's going to go in absolutely as a title favorite. And I think that because she's in the bottom half and also because of just the way that she's been so workmanlike about her tennis right now, she's going to be very under the radar on the days that the bottom half plays because everybody's going to focus on Serena, Naomi, and Simona, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's going to be really good for her. 
one player just we haven't mentioned in Kennan's the high seed in Kennan's eighth of the draw is number thirteen, Joe Kanta. I have not seen Kanta at this she's year. Have you? Yeah, she's yeah, good. yeah. She looked she's looked better than I was expecting. I still think I still think it's a good draw for Brady. I'll, I'll say, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Brady has looked phenomenal. She she took a bad loss first round Abu Dhabi, but I think that um, yeah, just generally she's striking the ball well. She's dismantled I think Kostiuk and. I can't remember who else she played in the Grampians, and now she's in the the, the quarters there. I, I, I mean, I'm a big believer in Jen Brady. I think that she's just going about her business quietly, and she did all the right stuff in the offseason, stayed in Germany, you know, did all that. Um, so it's great. And, um, and yeah, so, yeah, that those are the kind of the floaters in that Kenan quarter. And then you've got Svitolina, Azarenka, Sakari, and Putintseva in that bottom section. Coco Goff is also in there. You got a first round match with Yuli Potensiva and Sloane Stevens, Ben, which I know people oh kind of gasped at. Look, if it's not one treasure, it's another in this draw, I tell you. I mean, this this draw, the first rounders are almost like, I mean, awesome right from the get. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Azarenka, Pagula first round, even Stozer, Ayava, two wild cards. Stozer, Ayava is That's like a super one. credible, like Margaret Quartarina, High Sense, or whatever, yeah. John Kane Arena kind of match. For like, sure. that's really, really lovely. Um, so, sir, I got to say, I watched some of her match against Boskova. It was ugly. <laughs> Poor Sammy Stoves was getting killed, but we love her. <laughs> we love Sam Stozer. In this house, we stand Samantha Stozer to the end of time. Astra Sharma also, We actually. love Astra Sharma. Oof. Big fan. Astra Sharma. If Astra Sharma gets to play Maria Sakari, the caliber of shoulders in that match will be, un- will be unbelievable. I mean, this is kind of an amazing arm section because you guys also got Sammy Stowe's in there. Yeah. The OG. So, you know, you, you, you got to love it. But yeah, also you got Sakari or Sakari, sorry, uh, Modenovic. Question marks there with Modenovic pulling out of doubles and singles in um, the lead ups mm. uh, due to injury. Didn't look great in the matches that I've seen her play. So that could be one way traffic. Um, Sakari, Sakari's just looked amazing. Um, I'm I'm big on her as well. I think she's going to do a lot of damage this year. Potensiva Stevens, as we mentioned, Coco Goff, Jill Teichman, which was low key my favorite match of this week. Yeah, third. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, that was that was so good. And then Svitolina Bozkova, and Bozkova, another player that I just is one of those where I'm like, no one should ever want to play Marie Bozkova in the first two rounds of a tournament. I think like I think so solid. I kind of I I hate that. I think actually I disagree with your overall assessments. I do think that Svitolina is a huge draw loser in the top half because just like every round is hell. Oh, like yeah. Boskova and then winner of Goff Teichman and then potentially Sloaner Poots and then maybe Azarenka. That's a nightmare. That sucks for her. Like, but, Agreed. um, but she, you know, she's capable, you know, of, of winning every one of those matches. If she's, you know, she'll be there. She's, I don't write her off, but that's, that's, there's no, there's no soft spots in that draw. Unless something very weird happens for her. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's, that's yeah. fair. I mean, I do yeah. think that the, I, I mean, when we talk about draw losers, I don't love that draw for Sakari and Azarenka as well. Just that they could meet in the third round. I think that's yeah. probably one of the most consequential third rounds of the whole draw in terms of sliding doors, who gets through there could very easily find themselves very, very deep. And even whoever loses will have had every reason to believe that they could have gone very deep here. So yeah. that don't love that for either of those two. One last thought on the top half. Our Middle East correspondent would be very upset with me if I did not mention a shout out to yes. Meyer Sharif, who's in here in the uh, could play Kanta second round. Opens against Chloe Paquet. Not a bad opening match for her. Not bad. And uh, gets, uh, yeah, and 
Kanto opens against Kai Yuvan, who got to play her bestie, uh, Iga Shvantec. And we know they love it the Tudors. Fun... We, lo- we do know that they love the Tudors. And they were very, the whole post-match of all of it was very adorable. Just, they got to the net, but they have to socially distance. So Iga, like, pantomimed an awkward hug, as Iga's prone to do. Uh, and then they were going back and forth on Instagram as well. It was It was very sweet. I have very faith sweet. in the children. The children... That next gener that 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 generation is going to be good stuff. Bottom half of the women's draw starts off with a name we have not seen in a draw in a very long time. Bianca Andrescu, who you may remember from 2019 when she won pretty much everything she played: Indian Wells, Toronto, U.S. Open, and then she had a good run in Beijing. Played a good match against Osaka there. Finally lost. I'd like never seen her lose a match before because that such was her legend. And then she disappeared, and she's been hurt, and now she's back. She pulled out of Grampians, uh, which caused some concern again, and her coach had gotten COVID. So a few different concerns about her, but she's finally back. Is there any way to know what to expect from Bianca Andrescu at this tournament, Courtney? Because on the one hand, you have to take her very seriously with how well she's come out of long layoffs in her career. On the other hand, it feels completely unfair to have any expectation of her. So so where do you land on, on Bianca currently as she opens in this draw? Yeah, I, I, for me, I am incredibly excited to see her back in the mix, incredibly excited to see her back in action and, and part of a big tournament. I think there's just a charisma about Bianca Andrescu that people yeah. just, it's it's electric and it's magnetic. And so I, I missed her. I mean, when I seeing her on the dais um, when she sat down for her pre-tournament press conference. It felt nice. And it, and I think her first, her first words after the first question were just like, um, you know, first of all, hi, guys. Like, it's been a minute. Like, you know, I mean, it, you know, and, and so um, in that way, I've, I'm just excited to have her back in the mix. I think that if she had been, first of all, if she had landed in the top half of the draw, which we've it, we've acknowledged is a little bit softer than the bottom half. And if she had just generally a, an easier draw where she might be able to get two matches under her belt, maybe even get a soft seed as her third round match um, and kind of play herself into confidence. Um Maybe the expectations would be higher, but my expectations are very tempered um, because that's the only fair thing to do. We don't know. It's been over a year. She opens against Mihaela Buzernescu, who obviously also had a huge 2019 season alongside uh, Bianca before um, getting injured uh, in Canada after winning Stanford or San Jose. Uh, and then, you know, could play Shea Suwei or Svetana Parankova in the second round, could play Venus or an Irani in the third round, and then fourth or round, Wang round Chang, of 16. Or Wang Shang, who's been off. I, I'm not. Wang Shang would be, as of right now, given everything, a bit of a soft third round if she were to play her. So I got to say, um, I don't think this draw is bad for Bianca first week. I don't. I don't. Okay. I, 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 I'm not. I, I, I love Stu Wei, but I don't think she's been very good lately. No, but Parankova has. Parankova has been pretty good, but I don't hate that matchup just for Bianca. I don't know. I, I, I think it's okay. I think this draw is, is like considering the depth of the women's field. I think, in relative terms, this first week draw is actually pretty okay. That's very um, that's totally yeah. fair. Totally fair. Yeah. I can I can I can understand that take as well. Um, but a lot of it is again the question is never about Bianca's tennis or her tennis IQ. It's about the physicality. And one of the things yeah. that she brought up repeatedly in her pre-tournament press conference was like, "I'm going to be sore as hell after my first match." She just knows that. So just obviously, this is a slam. She'll have days off in between matches. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little tricky, but she does come in on a seven match winning streak at the slams. So, um, you know, little stats. Speaking of <laughs> Venus Williams 
and another woman in this eighth of the draw, Petra Kvitova. They played each other this week in Melbourne in one of they the world did. tournaments. And it was so great. So, so good. Just like such wonderful adult tennis. Yeah. And just like, I loved it very much. I thought it was wonderful. It was two tight sets, not their usual three, but two very, very good sets. Just highly recommend if you have access to Huge. one yeah. of the Tennis Channel Plus or whatever it is that you can watch replays on. Like, it's just a lovely, just like the the professionalism is far too much. You know, all of it. It's just like, it's just, it's wonderful. It is, it is funny when we, when we see those sorts of matches, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, it's almost like it distills it, or what is the reverse of distillation where it like when you see Petra versus Venus and the way that they played that match and it was just toe to toe, let's fucking go. Let's, let's just play tennis. It, it makes you realize all of the unnecessary particles that float yeah. in matches that you're kind of just used to watching. I think this like, still is a good word there. And yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, that match is a distillation of like the best of things. So it, it therefore makes it right. Like, it's kind of like if you've never had like really good vodka, you have no idea. Like when you drink absolute that it's really crap. Like you're like, Oh my God. And so once you have the really good stuff, you go back and you're like, I cannot drink that. Like that is disgusting. But if you've never had it, so yeah, thank you, Petra and Venus. That was such a good time, such a good time, and so and I, it remains just mind blowing. That was only their eighth career meeting, and third since two thousand fourteen. Brutal. Yeah, that's that's. I, when you say I heard, I saw you say that, and I was also like, eight's not that bad considering how bad. like they're. I mean, Petra's thirty. Oh my gosh, Petra's thirty. That makes me feel old. <laughs> Petra's 30, dude. Simona turns 30 this year. Like, wow. they have had long careers. I know, but to Venus, play but Venus, Venus only kind of eight like, times. I know, but Venus hasn't been, like, in the top 10 that consistently during their careers. I don't know. Like, and she's not near the top 10 now. Like, I, I don't I'm, I, you, you say eight, and maybe it's just where my head is at. But I'm like, wow, we were blessed to get eight good matches with these women. Like, I'm just savoring what we had. All right. But I'm also, not, I'm, Serena, not, I'm not looking for more. But also, Serena Petra. Like, Petra that's, that's, has played one, the Williamses. Yeah, the, that they, she Serena has Petra is often. the one that's more more glaring to me, yeah. for sure. I think that's even lower. I think that's, like, probably, like, five or something. Yeah, it's something um, like six. Yeah, it's it's lower than the Venus one, for sure. Two quick other shout-outs in this eighth of the draw to another Canadian uh, who's returning after a layoff, Rebecca Marino. Let's Becky M. Ball, back in the, in the main draw of a slam for the first time since her retirement in 2013. I guess that was 2014, around there. Um, great to see her back. Uh, and also Marketa Vondrosheva uh, is playing well in the warm-up week. Just putting her number 19 seed in there, too. Yep. She could she could make it out of this section, potentially. So I just wanted to give her a shout-out. For sure. Talk about your draw losers in the bottom half. Naomi Osaka, uh, number three seed here, opens against... And this is still in the, in, the, in the top, in the third quarter. So still in the same quarter as Andrescu. And uh, Osaka opens against Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, who quietly has made two back-to-back quarters in Australia. Very good starter as a player. I think she's won Brisbane once, too. So she's like a very good kind of right off the offseason kind of player when, you know, training is good, conditioning is good. All that is she's very, very dangerous. Winner of that match, you get Caroline Garcia, who former top fiver, who was showing signs of, of life at the end of last season. Again, beating uh, Pliskova at the U.S. Open. It was a top seed there. And then uh, Jabir, potentially, is just a tricky uh, third round opponent potentially and then and then in the other part of the section a, a fave rivalry of the last decade folks show 
Muguruza Kerber potentially yes. as a third round match, the winner to play Osaka. I can't remember off the top of my head any Osaka Muguruza matches. Can you? I like, I'm for some reason I'm blanking on that. I don't remember them playing each other. Hmm, that's a really good question. But I'm looking forward to it. If it happens, is really what I'm saying. I I I can't think of nothing. None coming to mind. Maybe they no, have none come to write mind. Write us yeah. write us in if if you're or we can look it up. But just send us a <laughs> message. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I'm I I think it's gonna be a tough test for Osaka. But I think she's up for it. She That's has what I have looked good, like and I love also so that good. she's that I love that she's taking the mothballs off the Wimbledon outfit and giving it some use because yeah. otherwise it would go to waste. It's a nice kit. I mean, that would have been a really lovely Wimbledon kit. Like, I always it's... wanted like Sharapova to wear the stuff that she couldn't wear while she was banned. I always wanted her to be like this. By the way. If I didn't miss that Wimbledon, you would have seen this. <laughs> I was, I was, I wanted. I've that told for, that story about world. her avatar dress, right? Where she was like, yeah, didn't yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't see that one. That, didn't wear that one very long. It's workable for Osaka because I think that she's played very, very well. She looked really good uh, at the Gibson Trophy. I think she looked so relaxed. And for all of the the concern about playing the week before a Slam, obviously this worked for her in New York. Uh, you know, making the final and then pulling out of, of the uh, Western and Southern uh, and then going yeah. on and winning seven straight at the U.S. Open. Tough draw. No one wants to pay, play Pavs. It's weird to see Pavs unseated like that. Yeah. Um, but, um, but hey, I mean, if anything, you also know that Naomi, over the course of her career, has proven that she is a type of player who plays up or down to her opposition. Yeah. She she'll shows us a lot. And so she'll be ready. I think I think we would agree, or I'm going to say, and I'm going to let you agree with it or not, but <laughs> that Naomi's right now, if everyone's at their best, Naomi's the best, right? And I don't have reason to think that Ooh. Naomi won't be able to bring something close to her best. So I think that she's very up for this challenge. I just acknowledge it as a challenge. And if she does stumble to like a Pavlyuchenkova or a Garcia or a Jabir or Muguruza or Kerber or whatever, like those are great players who are in relatively reasonable form and no shame in that. But uh, yeah, but I, I just think I, that she's, yeah. she's, she's, I think she's the player to beat right now. I think that there it's a fascinating stat in the women's draw. There are four women who won their most recent grand slam match in this straw, which is wild. Woo, there's, that is Os- wild. <laughs> there's Osaka and Drescu. Yeah, Sviantec and Serena, who pulled that off to one match in Paris. But it, but it's Serena, so it's not that much of an asterisk. So, uh, yeah, high, high expectations. And, I don't, for the record, and, and, and I don't know if I agree with you in terms of best for best that Naomi is the best right now. I don't know. I'm not saying she's not. I want you to think about that it. a little bit. We'll catch up with you in a week. I've been really impressed by Serena this week. I think she looked yeah. so, so good. I think she's moving really great. Muguruza, I've been really, really impressed with. Like, she's moving really good. And I think, I mean, I still remember peak Garby is, like, really hard to beat. Here's what I think that Osaka has that they don't have recently. It's closing ability. I haven't seen Osaka not close out finals the way I've seen those two women not close out finals recently. And so well, that's yeah. why I sort of, that's why I, 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 as a total package, as a total threat, I think Osaka's where I would sort of you know, power rank number one. Right okay. Now. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I would love, I mean, I would love to Serena, see Naomi you meant, you, versus Peak Mugu. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Serena, you mentioned has been really good. I watched a bit of her. Uh, yeah. The Collins match was really good. Uh, the, the, the pink kit is great. The whole fork. Can you explain the fork situation, Courtney? Oh, I mean, I wasn't, first of all, it's transcribed in the 
for people, first of all, the transcript is not accurately transcribed in terms of what I actually said. So if you want to, you can look it up on the on the TA uh, Instagram, uh, not Instagram, YouTube. The full Serena interview is up. Uh, but, we can actually yeah. spice it in here, maybe. Let's spice it in. Yeah, sure. Spice it in. Serena, there was a, a video going around today of, of you showing off all of your trophies. Um, <laughs> I think it was an, an interview or something. And uh, <sighs> everyone's reaction was that, you know, it looked like you... Like the way that we look for a fork in a drawer is the way that you kind of pick out the <laughs> look at your trophies. I'm, I'm just kind of curious. At what point in your career did it get like that, where it was almost like there were too many trophies? Yeah, and that wasn't. I have a lot of trophies in my other house, so that wasn't even honestly half that was of just them. One fork drawer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I was, you know, when the announcer says <laughs> on the court, he says 23 Grand Slam finals, titles, seven New Australias. And he's like 14 doubles. And he starts talking about mixed doubles. I'm like, geez, <laughs> you know, so it's a lot. I mean, just even 14 Grand Slam doubles titles is a tremendous amount of wins. Um, and it's impressive. And uh, it's kind of cool, but I've never been a kind of person that has, this has been my life. My life is way more than a trophy. Um, and there's way more to me than a championship and away from the court. So um, it's, uh, so for me, even every time I step on the court, I know I'm, the, I'm this tennis player, but at the same time, I'm a mom, I'm a, I'm a I'm a human and I you know I just there's just so more so much more but I don't know I thought you're going to talk about the second place ones <laughs> No not I was never going to bring that up Okay uh, yeah. but yes yeah. it was transcribed as though I was saying that I was calling it a fork like looking for a fork but I was like people on the internet have said that it's like you looking for a fork in a drawer like I didn't want to I didn't want people to think that like I was taking credit for like yeah, sure. jokes that were on the Twitter like I I, I cited it just wasn't written down accordingly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she was she was in fine form and press all, all week as well. Very relaxed, very much in a good mood. I don't know. There were there was something about Serena this week in uh, at the Yara Valley Classic, both on court and off court that reminded me a lot. Just vibe wise, just the way that she was reminded me a lot of the 2017 Australian Open. Was she glowing? No, 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 not that, but just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. no, because it's 2017 AO, obviously at the time, none of us knew what the situation was that she was pregnant. No, obviously no. Serena knew, but you're but right. I, she was, there was, she I remember was that super well. chilled. I well. And yeah. I remember her, her round table afterwards when she won 23 and I, and I was sitting there and I was like, Serena, like you, you've said in the last like few years that you have nothing to prove, you know, you're such a champion, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'll be honest with you. I never believed it when you said that but it seemed like this fortnight you really did there was like this yeah. joy she was playing with and this appreciation and there was a i saw a little bit of that this week good, um good. in yara so i'm i'm this is as like hot as like confidently high as i've been on serena since her comeback at a slam we love so to see it i'm feeling less anxious i guess about around the serena 24 quest going yeah. into australian open this this time as a, as Compare, ben knows this. I'm always racked with anxiety about like all the conversations surrounding Serena before majors in yeah. the past. I've never been fully convinced, but 
this week. I don't know. There was there was just something there. Maybe it's also because I'm off site and I don't know. Maybe the actual vibe in the room is completely different. <laughs> and I'm just somehow the uh, the Microsoft Teams filter is making me feel like super zen out. I don't know, but um, could be. The high seed, Serena's not the high seed in her race of the draw. The high seed is number seven, Arena Sabalenka. I wrote this in my sort of draw breakdown previous story, basically, also, but like Sabalenka, and I've said this before about her, but like she has done everything she possibly could to assert herself as being a world-class, world-beating player, except kind of do, by her standards, anything at a Grand Slam, right? Because even if she makes it to the Serena match, which would be a fourth-round match, it would equal her best performance already. Her draw is not bad at all, uh, Sabalenka's, I don't think. Is there potential for her to to mess it up? Yeah, sure. I mean, Kasekina is obviously a dangerous player. Bolter has actually looked pretty good. Bolter was good against, against um, both Goff and Osaka. I have to say, I was impressed. Yeah, so... Uh, what do you think? Do you think Sabalenka is ready to do it at a slam or is it? I, my thought is still, I'll, you know, sort of at this point, I'll believe when I see it just because yeah. there's been a barrier for I, her. And we've, we've seen so many other players in the past, you know, have to get over that hurdle at some point. Your, your Svitolinas, your Wozniakis, your whoever else is like it has, it, it's a real thing. And it's why I think it's so s- silly when, when people are like, oh my gosh, you know, there's nothing different about a women's Grand Slam. It's the best of threes. Like uh, ask Arena Sabalenka if yeah. a Grand Slam is different. All right. Because it is, anyway. or ask Naomi Osaka, who yeah, can't, who general, who says the same. Yeah, she's like smaller tournaments. I can't bring it, but you know, you say that it's important. You know, you make it the one of the biggest events, or even Serena. Like it does matter. Like I, formats, just format. But yeah. come on, yeah. I mean, I. It's I'm funny by the way of, that just quick thought on that. Yeah, Osaka is undefeated at smaller tournaments that are held at Grand Slam venues. So <laughs> that's so that's so weird. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. I I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, and I mean she's won two mandatory. Uh, one well, not one thousands. I'll say mandatories because they were mandatories at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the big four, uh, big match player, big match player. Um, Sabalenka. Yeah, every reason to believe that she will make that round of sixteen match. You know, but I'm I'm I also generally tend to fall into the same rubric, which is until you prove that you can do it. I, I feel uncomfortable betting that you will. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not a person that like jumps into the comments and is like, first, like, I am not a person who wants <laughs> to like be able to go back and point to pe- point and say like, what? Okay, hold, okay, hold on. You say that, but like you are absolutely first and around with, you know, your Rybakinas and whatever in, in times. You you like being I, on an early train. No, no, no. Early train to say you're super good. But not like to, you're definitely going to win this. Yeah. Results are a completely yeah. different fair, thing. Fair, fair, fair. No, fair, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, no. I'm super high on talent, and like, that this person is doing everything possible to man, to, 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 you know, do it. But, yeah. I mean, if if history tells us that for Sabalenka, transitioning her tour level play to slams is a hurdle, then I don't really know why I should assume that that hurdle has somehow been eroded until it, it is yeah. so so I, I would yeah i think serena actually that's not a bad matchup for serena stylistically i feel like yeah um, if, bang if bang gets there. Yeah, yeah serena yeah. likes that so uh yeah so i think it's, it's actually, a good draw for serena i think that I think of so, all of the of all of the bottom half um you know top 10 seeds in particular i think serena might be the draw winner yeah which is good for good for her good for her uh <laughs> and then we have some people who had tough draws here specifically simona halep not happy to see, I'm sure, Iga Svantec looming in the fourth round again. That did not go great for her last time uh, in Paris. Let's just say that. It was quick, at least. It went quickly. But yeah, Iga Svantec, not obviously a proven, you know, 
slayer of, of worlds on hardcore just yet. But uh, I really outside that one tournament, actually, because that was really kind of she had never produced anything like that before. That's an unfair. Which she says herself. Set. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah. Shvantek and, and Halep in here. Also, uh, Kudermatova, who was the finalist in Abu Dhabi recently, I believe. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Rabakina, who has been up in uh, been okay. I mean, lost, lost to Krejcikova uh, this week, which was not surprising. A, that was surprising. That was a surprising result that caught my eye for sure. Also, shout out to protected ranking returner Yaroslava Shvedova, who I've not noticed yep. in a single shot in a long time. Good to see her. Uh, Kudermetova Kostyuk is a fun first round here. Rabakina Zavonareva. I think yeah, uh, Vera yeah. got a good win in 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 the Grampians. She beat a top seed. Yeah. Anyways, so I would, but yeah, I would think that I like this draw actually for Simona. I don't hate yeah, it. It's not bad. Like it's I, not I think just again because especially because of Shantek just so far having not, you know, consolidated that unbelievable stratospheric Roland Garros thing yet. I Maybe mean, she'll have a chance if she play play each other again, but hasn't hasn't done it yet. Um, it's kind of one of those things. I like it for too. Halep obviously recency bias and, and everything, but you know, the two have met twice, Simona and Iga, both at slams, and each time it was a blowout each way. Yeah. So to say that the most recent result, which is Iga's result over Simona, is like what you would expect to be chalk doesn't make sense when just a year earlier it flipped the other way and when Sviantek is basically said I thought it was actually quite telling in her pre tournament press conference of um uh before the Yara or sorry, the Gippsland, where she was like, um, a, 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 I think it was Paul Newman who asked, you know, you know, obviously we, we know you're so talented and we know that you're, you know, super good, but I don't think anybody knew you were that good based off, you know, what you did in Paris. And he was like, I didn't either. Like yeah. there, and which I think gives you some insight into her where uh, there is some swagger with Iga sometimes, but on the whole, she's pretty grounded in understanding how much her run in Paris was like, yeah, overperformance. Sport, sports psychologist, man. Yeah, invest in it. Yeah. You get you stay grounded. It's lovely. Yeah. So that's our draw. I think it's going to be a lovely two weeks of tennis. I'm hoping that everybody stays. Say we're going to get to the men. We're not sending <laughs> the show to the women. Um, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but it's men will be shorter because it's just less to say you, always bye-bye. with the men. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a. Uh, I, I want to. Okay, let me go right to the men actually because I'm already okay. I already have it on my screen. Can you imagine? Spending two weeks in quarantine and you're Jeremy Shardy and you're just like the nicest guy. Everyone really likes Jeremy Shardy. Jim, Jim. to his internet friends. <laughs> I love Jim. Just like very, very, you know, well-liked person. And you spend two weeks in quarantine waiting and then you get your first round draw and it's Novak Djokovic. And like, you don't read, and you're like, oh, and 13 against him. It's not even, even though you're like a good like player who can maybe make a third round plausibly in a lot of draws, like this is not one of them. Like, ugh. like I know you're getting paid. People's like, well, you're getting $100,000 or whatever. But just like, that sucks, man. Like being in quarantine for two weeks, having everything build up to this one like single elimination event and getting Djokovic, ugh, yikes, rough, tough. But Djokovic's draw, I mean, notably, Djokovic is almost certainly going to last all the Americans in the draw because most of them are in his section. Uh, The top two highest, with Isner not playing, the two highest ranked Americans in the field are Fritz and Opelka, who could play each other in the second round, Uh, those those buddies, and those Twitch buddies. And uh, have you ever watched Taylor Fritz's Twitch, Miss Twitcher? I can't say that I do. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. Tiafo's in there as well. Uh, I think the real sort of threat for and if Opelka starts playing well, he's not an easy, he's an uncomfortable match for Djokovic potentially. But 
Djokovic best and of, Melbourne. Best of five, you, you, yeah, best of yeah, five. Djokovic and Melbourne, and Melbourne I'm not, Djokovic I'm not going to give many people a good chance against him, except for potentially if he gets a lot of momentum, Stan Wawrinka, who looms in the fourth round here, who beat uh, Novak in one of only his, in one of only three losses for Novak he suffered in Melbourne in the last 10 years. That's crazy. Um, he's that so is good a crazy at it. He's statistic. so good at it. So if Stan gets there, I think that's potentially something. But uh, Novak has looked pretty solid. You know, he's... Uh, he after that blister situation in the Adelaide exhibition, he's been he's been good, and he's I have no reason no reason to doubt that he's going to win this, except that I thought I was so sure he'd win a slam in the second half of last year, and he didn't. But he came away from that U.S. Open and French Open with zero slams. I granted one of them was a throat situation, that one was an yeah, Adal play mean, situation, US, but like yeah. I would have taken a hard over on zero point five slams for Novak Djokovic out of those two. Well, and the main thing is the U.S. Open. Like no one saw the U.S. Open D- DQ coming. I, thought that, so I really thought that that's final like an French Open God. was a 50-50, and then he came nowhere near being competitive in it. Still, I'm still shook. I'm still shook. All for sure, but I'm at shook. the same time, it's Rafa in Paris. Like I understand that, I get but it was it, such but... a blowout. I understand, but even if it wasn't a blowout, he still walked away with 0.0 slams in the second half of the year. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I don't, yeah, this is, I don't know. I feel like death taxes Djokovic in Melbourne. That's kind of how I feel. And about this whole, basically, whole quarter of the draw. I mean, I'm looking at this thing, if I hadn't seen it before. I mean, come on, really? No. I like this, I I mean, Ronich has had a good resurgence. Ronich can actually beat Ravrinka, and Milman also is crowd favorite. I think he'll be... That's fun. Milman Mute. Yeah, that's, that's a good nice, first actually. rounder. I would that's watch good. that. There's some good that's... charisma there. That'll probably be yeah, like a solid uh, John Kane sort of match. Yes, late night. <laughs> John Kane. Throw it up there. I don't know. We should, I mean, I just want to put the Mick in there. I have a John McCain. It's I know. Just John Kane. Just John Kane. Um, uh, Danity Kane. Any other Kane. There's just lots of Canes that it could be. Danity Kane. <laughs> a shout out to Noted Danity Kane fan to Monte Carroll. <laughs> the next section of the draw. Monfils is in the top here. Again, this is one of those men's straw things. Like, I look at this, and it's basically kind of competitively, I feel like it's just Zverev. And even with Zverev in it, I don't think Zverev has much of any chance of getting past Djokovic if they meet here. So, Sasha Bubbles, shout out. But otherwise, not a lot going on. Um, I, I think that it, one person who BMW people have not seen, uh, Maxime Cressy, who's a qualifier in the straw, who's a French-American, now plays for the U.S., he is fun, big, beardy, sort of serve volleyer, lumberjack-looking tennis, if you're into that. It's it's a it's a thing. Gallic lumberjack. I would watch that match, Maxime Cressy, Taro Daniel. I'd settle yeah, in for that. Yeah, That's a good Noted a good NCR bumpy Taro Daniel. Let's see how he that's does right. with that. That's right. Yeah. All right. So that's that section. Uh, Dominic Team is in here against uh, Kukushkin first. And the, really, the, the one to circle in this section is Nick Kyrgios, who's unseated. And as, I think, a perfect kind of Nick Kyrgios draw, where he opens against Frederico Ferreira Silva, um, who's exactly the kind of, like, qualifier who Nick can kind of put on a show against and get the crowd. It's a warm-up act for him, basically, with due respect to Mr. Ferreira Silva. And then he gets Ugo Umber, who is, like, a very credible but low seed who Nick can beat, who will be, like, a fun, hopefully close match. And then he gets a shot at somebody big. In Dominic team, that and, is a perfect Nick Kyrgios and situation. I think it's yeah. I think it's a perfect situation for him. Although I mean, I I will I'm a big believer in Dominic Kupfer who plays team second round. So I, 
that could be something potentially. But... I'm a big believer in Ugo Umbert. I'm not even shitting anyone. I think he's really good. He's like this. Yeah. I don't know. He 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 plays that Dennis Istomin role for me in my head. Okay. okay. Uh, so yeah, I could see that Nick going out in the second round to him. But, but Nick, but Nick is uh, but Nick team uh, would be a fun fun match, and it'll be very interesting to see how first of all how the crowds are. Period. In Melbourne. I don't know if I it'd really be fun. Understand. Um, I mean, Dominic would just bludgeon him. You think in so? My I don't. Opinion. I don't yeah. think so. I think that Nick is like. I think Nick has enough sort of variety and like court craft that he can make things uncomfortable for, for team. I don't think that's a bad matchup for for Nick stylistically. I don't know what their head to head is off the top of my head. I don't remember them playing much. Um, I don't know. Actually. I just. I just think the heavy topspin from Dominic's just going to bully Nick around the court and not give him. Yeah. I do worry about Nick. Where he wants I do worry about like Nick. Nick is like Barty has not played so. I don't know um, where that shakes out in terms of him being ready to go toe to toe with somebody who's like the beast that is Dominic team on a fitness level. You're right about that, and that would go into top spin. Best stuff of five. Too. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be a good match. Okay. Like I think that it would be like maybe one good set, but I don't know. If Thanks. It's gonna now be a good I'm match. less excited. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks. Thanks. Sorry. I just want I nice hypothetical to, things. Ben, I did not mean to yuck your yum. Well, I feel very yucked. I, they have I'm not sorry. played each other since 2015, weirdly, and it was a four three retirement win in Nice for uh, Dominic team. So that checks out. <laughs> no, no, not a lot of recent data on them considering they're two of the bigger, you know, more yeah. prominent players. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Lack of, they haven't played a whole set against each other. Um, all right. Also in this section is uh, one of the higher profile first round matches, Dimitrov versus Chilich, two very familiar names. And then also in this section, Karina Busta versus Kane Shikori in the first round. That's a tough first round. But yeah, I guess you're like, you're like in team to, to get through here. And then I'm guessing, to get through the whole quarter, probably to get to a rematch of Lester's yeah, final against Djokovic sure. in the semis. I mean, am I wrong that it would appear that there is a, you know, fairly notable gap between, you know, the ATP's current quote unquote big three that is active? Sorry, Roger. Than the rest of the field. Like, I don't see Dominic not doing I don't well. know that team, maybe he has. I don't know that team is quite at the level of being like you can ink him into the semis the way that you could traditionally with a big three kind of person. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not quite there yet with him, but he's certainly when you say it, you you talk me into to believing that he's kind of inevitable. I think the next quarter Sorry. of the draw does not have a lot of shot at beating him. Uh, with Schwartzman, who did beat him in in Paris, but that, I think the team was just out of gas at that point after having played the U.S. Open and then going deep against uh, Hugo Gaston in the round before. And there's but there's there's a lot of good matches in this. You know, I think appreciate the sort of you know trees in this forest. There are some nice first rounds like Shapovalov Center, uh, Felix new last name also in that section could get an All Canada third round. Uh, Bernard Tomic, uh, noted noted star of various social media. Uh, now uh, in this section as well, yeah. I, 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 yeah. If you think if you think team is is there at that level, like that, that, you could be right. You could be right. I, I have no idea. I have not watched him play since. If team goes out ever, this section gets interesting. But like in yes. terms of can Kyrgios get through? Can Dimitrov get through? Can Nishikori or Carreno or Chilich or Shapovalov or Felix or Sinner or Schwartzman? I'd say Diego. I, I, I mean, if. 
am I such a normie that I just like <laughs> if team jumps out, well then the next highest seed would be the one that goes through. I mean like it's, Diego's a I don't know. I mean Diego just made a slam state final, so he's totally plausible to do well. Yeah, he's not, yeah, not a bad hardcore I, player at all. Just saying. Nothing done amazing in Australia, but there's no reason he couldn't. I do want something. to I want to get I want to have a hot take here. I don't have one, guys. Okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. We'll find one in the bottom half, maybe. Okay. Is is your hot take about I don't know, Sinego versus Query? Lorenzo Sinego seated at a slam. Would not have realized that was happening. Wow. Okay. In this section of the, this is the Rublev section. Rublev, I think, actually has a really good draw uh, here um, to get to the fourth round where he probably played Batista Agut. Oh, he's in the Medvedev section or quarter? Yeah, yeah. That's annoying. I want 2021 to be the year of Andre Rublev. I mean, obviously, I want 2021 to be the year of Herbert Hugh or her, just But if I can't have Hubie... Then give me Rublev. First of all, 2020 was already kind of the year of, of, of Rublev. He won so much, even if he didn't know, have slam success hugely. He, but. he won a ton. He won a ton. But I want I want I want that those skinny arms on the slam stage. <laughs> They're both have you have you seen this documentary? I've heard it's good. I've not seen it yet, but I hear it's I good. I have not. I have not. I hear I hear good things about the Rublev documentary. Nice. Yeah, so that's that's out there. Wait for it to you know hit the festival circuit. <laughs> Can. Anything else in here in this section? I think it's pretty straightforward. Uh, oh, shout out to uh, Lee Tu, who is a Australian player yeah. who's like ranked like almost like I think in four digits, and he's I think he I believe I, I should have I should know more about him before I start talking about him, but I believe he like racked up a lot of wind on, like the UTS kind of circuit I think that they were holding a lot of in Australia during the pandemic, and he got like a last minute wild card into this field, and people like in the Australian tennis community are psyched about it. They are like yeah, I saw Cahill's tweet about it, and I didn't yeah. understand the context. So I cool. think that's basically what it is. So I haven't never seen him, but he's kind of like an indie darling. Uh, speaking of festival circuits, so not a bad draw, really. You know, opening against Feliciano Lopez, and then he's your South by Southwest Senegal. pick. Yeah, totally. Cool, totally. cool, 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 cool. Uh, the next part of this section, the you said Medvedev is in here. Medvedev, not an easy first round against Pospisil, who's who's been playing pretty well as game person to disrupt draws. Had a few big early round wins at Slams recently. Um, this would be a different sort of step. Uh, pretty good draw overall for Medvedev. After that, though, um, Goffin has not been very strong lately. He's the highest seed in here at thirteen. Uh, Chorich, Krajinovich. I this is I think Medvedev is a after the first round, Medvedev, I would think, would be pretty safe to get through to uh, a quarter against Rublev. And they play at the U.S. Open quarters, too, and, and yep. Medvedev won that. So, yeah, I think good good for good for you know me. Daniil. I'm, all, I'm always into to Daniil winning matches. And he's, and he's the Osaka of the men's tour in that he's on a huge winning streak, too. I mean, he hasn't lost since before Paris-Bercy. So... Uh, as of recording this, whatever's happening in ATP Cup, I don't know, but he's still in that tournament. Uh, he won the finals. Yeah, Medvedev <laughs> <laughs> won the World Tour finals. Yeah, that's the thing that happened. I, I, sorry to that man. I don't, no, I congratulate I that man. Congratulate no, congratulations, that man. but also I'm sorry that I'm not up to date on your results, Daniil. But I hope you, I hope you win matches. I like watching his tennis. What can you say? The bottom quarter of the draw, Stefano Tsitsipas is in this first part. Uh, fun draw for Sitsipas against mm-hmm. uh, Gilles Simon first, then the returning Tanasi Kokonakis, who is another one. Or Sun Wu Kwan. Uh, yes, or Sun Wu Kwan. But Tanasi is the one people are excited to see back more because he's been Whatever. oft Kit-Kat injured. Bring okay. It. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. <laughs> no one's happy to see you, Tanasi, says Courtney. Sorry about that. 
Sorry, the young, the I'm yuck, happy. The I'm yucking happy. of the I yums just... is is really is really getting out of control. I'm here. happy to see Tanasi back. Obviously, obviously, we got nothing but love for Tanasi Kokonakis. But I'm just bummed that it's a it's a Kokonakis Quan first round. Have you ever seen Courtney the name of the player who's playing Carlos Alcaraz in the first round? I have seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just checking. Um, Hubert Hercas is also in this section. He could play Tsitsipas in the third round. So that's fun. Yes, it um, is. Yeah, so I think it's a fun section for Tsitsipas. And then, yeah, Berrettini potentially in the, or Kachanov in the, or maybe Anderson in the in the fourth round. And then I like could that get, section. Yeah, and then he's been talking a bunch, I guess because he was doing Roland Garris interviews, is a large part of why, with, with Reem. Tsitsipas has been talking a bunch about how beating Nadal. He sees, like, Nadal is this huge challenge for him and this huge sort of like his his everest even though he has beaten him before in madrid um but nadal looms in this quarter as well anchoring the last part of the draw uh good draw for nadal really really good draw for nadal i think oh my uh, the first yeah. section is is lovely and granted he's very good so it's one of those things where it take a lot for me to get scared for nadal in one of these situations but uh his seed is dan evans who plays the only other british man in the draw cameron nori in the first round Andy Murray, you are missed. And then Nadal in the fourth round could play the winner potentially of one of the tougher uh, first round matches for sure, which is Alex Dimonar against two-time Australian Open quarterfinalist Tennis Sangren. Dimonar has been a really bad matchup against Nadal. He's been just sort of eaten alive by him several times that I can remember vividly. This looks very much like man versus boy when they play, and it's sad. Um, but (laughs) so if Sangren gets through potential, cause he's been very good historically in Melbourne, just has like incredible Melbourne stats. Maybe that's something for Nadal to be worried about, but I don't think, especially with him having been in hard quarantine and stuff, I don't think that Sangren's likely to do that this year. So I think this is good for Nadal matches up well against Tsitsipas historically. I, I think that, I think that we can get kind of, if not full, full ink at least like erasable pen you ever have one of those my grandma used to do cross from puzzles in those yep back in the day the technology on erasable pens was very bad because they smeared oh they yeah. clumped and smeared really oh, badly yeah i don't know if it's improved either but it um, has it has oh good good yeah. but uh anyway so we have i think the top four actually djokovic Nadal, team Medvedev. i think all of them have pretty good runways to the uh semifinals and maybe the toughest is for Medvedev because he has rublev who's just you know surging and yeah, but overall, I think it's a, a pretty, pretty chalky times in men's tennis. Breaking news. Who knew? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. Um, I'm sorry if I sound dismissive. I, that, that's not my intention. I, I just don't really have any I don't, takeable analysis here. I don't think I, we I have enough feels data very chalky. to. I don't yeah, think we have enough first, data to know anything. Yeah, and, like, especially, true. again, with, like, the sort of the way that, like, the tours were all sort of mixed up with, like, people playing parallel but separate events. And, like, especially with the men, even more of this ATP Cup thing. Like, we don't have – we just don't have a ton of data on, like, where guys are at. We do know that, actually, speaking of the top section, I did see that Djokovic beat Zverev this week. So that's a, in the ATP Cup. So that could be a quarter again. That was a tight match, actually. That was, like, 7-5 in the third for Djokovic. But um, I would think it'd be even better for Djokovic at a slam, given his sort of way of peaking there and Zverev's, even though he's getting better, not peaking there, let's say. So we'll see. Sorry, the only thing that I had to say, because I we're recording this as Angelique Kerber and Maria Sakkari are playing their quarterfinal match at the Grampians event. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to all of, like, there are a lot of women on the WTA tour who now have, like, logos 
like personal logos. Okay. And like I'm really into it. So they just showed a, a shot of Zachary's coach Tom Hill in, in her box, and um, he's wearing a mask with this. Clearly, I think it's like a Maria Zachary logo because it has an M, but it has like a Greek pillar. It's like the M is going around the, the pillar. And Ash Barty now has one. Marie Bojkova had an MB on her shirt. Naomi obviously has one. Serena has one. Yeah, into it. I just thought it was cool. I only just noticed this. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry. Random. That's good. But there you go. Well, that's our draw shows. We will keep up with you during the tournament. Probably not, uh, for those of you who didn't see on Twitter, I posted this before, earlier today. Um, it's a sort of programming life update that my father passed away last weekend, which is um, sad, not unexpected. He's been, it had been in rough shape for a while before this. Uh, all this to say in NCR context that it's not, I'm not as optimistic as I would be in normal circumstances about churning out the daily show, especially with Australian Open being sleep challenge still hope to bring you a decent amount of of stuff but uh don't want to set expectations for anything beyond I think that people there. will be okay we, with that i think we'll, i expect that we'll too I, i've best. got i've got all you heard from a lot of you know listeners and names from patreon stuff and people i recognize uh, from the show and i appreciate everyone's messages support and everything like that uh through this um but yeah, i wanted to say that here before uh signing off before our, our pre-ao show so yeah so that's that um, and I'll, I'll probably have more to say about him at some later point in a more arranged time. I have not had time in various arranging stuff to figure out uh, what that would be in, in this medium, at least now. So on that note, thank you for listening to NCR. Thank you for all your support in many ways, uh, including on our Patreon Patreon backers. I also said I was going to do like a thing listing all our Patreon backers in the first episode of February. That will not be happening today. I'll do that at some point later. Uh, but Patreon Slam Champ backers, Liz Kinnell, Jonathan Weinbaum, Mary Carrillo, Leah Williams, Betty, Audrey Wellens, Sean Mulroy, Anna Valinder, Susanna W., Jean Simeon, and Antonio Maycumber, and our GOAT backers, Mike, Nicole Copeland, Pam Shriver, and J.O.D. Uh... That's about it, I think, here. Courtney, uh, you are, like, impressively already on Australia time. Like, yeah. I had to wait for you to wake up today to record this at <laughs> basically 9 p.m. my time. Or that's not Correct. what we started. That's when we're finishing. That's not what we started. But, yeah, good work. I'm going yeah. to try to – I'm going to have to – I'm going to be working my way towards there uh, once things settle down here. I'm looking forward to, like, a kind of an old school, like – college like when i was in college <laughs> yeah. winter semester i would schedule it so i never had class before 1 p.m in the winter i did it a couple for of the years Aussies. Yeah, for the yeah. aussie open with that very much in mind and uh no regrets i was like very much when i sort of like was like okay you're becoming hardcore about this tennis thing it was like the dedication to the australian open and, well because the, yeah the australian yeah. open is the one where when you when you are watching it remotely or trying to follow it remotely and you are successful you are destroying your life for two weeks. Yeah. Like, because you are conscious when everyone is unconscious in your time zone. And then when everyone is unconscious or when everybody wakes up, you're going to sleep. So it's not, you literally can't do anything. Yeah. Like, you know, like finding time to run errands is impossible. Like keeping Especially up with Especially as they like, shifted more and more towards night sessions, which yeah. they didn't even like, right. which 10 yeah. years ago they didn't have, 15 years ago they didn't have. Like they used to have a day session women's final for a lot right. of years in, in Melbourne and they haven't had that for a long time. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm, it'll be an interesting, interesting time, uh, to get back into that. And thank you guys for listening. And, uh, we'll see you soon from various lands down under Courtney. Hope good luck staying with your schedule. Um, I'll get on mine at some point and 
I look forward yeah. to it because it is real lonely in the middle of the night when all y'all are in peaceful sleep and I'm by myself. I got no WhatsApps blowing up. I got nothing happening. It's so lonely. So I'm, I'm excited for all y'all to get on this horrendous schedule. Join me, won't you? <laughs> See, here's the thing. You're always like, Corny's always like, ah, oh, I just want to be left alone. And then you're so lonely. You, you really do like us. I don't want to be left. I do want to be left alone. But I want when I want to talk to somebody for that person to be available. <laughs> Fair. Fair. It's not that complicated, Ben. Fair. Duh. On that note. Bye, guys. Bloomin' Onion. Right now on Pat Rafter Arena, Ben's singles action. Please welcome from Canada, Dennis Shapovarilov. At line 56, we have seed 20, Felix Orgo Asame. Al- 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 Al-